0: Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to WordPress Event Talk, a do-the-boo podcast show. We are diving into our third and last recap we did over on WooSesh earlier this month. And I'd like to mention our sponsor, Avalara, who was also a sponsor of WooSesh. If you have clients who sell in the EU or UK, make sure they know about cross-border and international selling with their Avatax, which you can find on the Woo Marketplace over at WooCommerce.com. So for the last recap, hosts Marcus and Kathy join Brian for the conversation. First, Brian dives a bit more into how he puts together WooSesh, and I must say that's pretty impressive. If you've ever gone to Sesh online, you can really see how it all comes together. Then the seshis are announced, the new Wu Awards for this year. Now you may already know the winners, but hey, you can relive the actual announcement. And from there, as with the last two recaps, they give thoughts and insights into topics of the day including financial inclusion in Africa, accessibility, inviting customers in, learning if that t-shirt is taxable, a bit about bookkeeping, a bit about hosting, and a bit more about Amazon Pay. So why don't we get right into day three.
1: Oh, and welcome back once again, everyone. I am still your host, Brian Richards, but now I am flanked on either side by two wonderful co-hosts from Do The Woo. Marcus Burnett, and Kathy aunt. Say hello, friends. Hi, everyone. Um, And I forgot to show you off as I was doing that. There they are. I assure you, they're here with me. They're not just (laughs) disembodied voices. Um, I'm also going to boost their audio just a little bit, just to make sure I don't repeat what happened on Monday after such a flawless event so far today and yesterday. We wouldn't want to do that. Uh, So, uh, to give you all uh, a little bit Of background about our speakers in case you aren't aware. Kathy Zant is the Director of Marketing at Cadence WP. She's a highly regarded speaker with expertise in security, marketing, and data-driven website development. You may recognize her from such events as Woosesh, where she presented only yesterday talking about uh, how you can use things like AI through Cadence to help build your landing pages more effectively, or at least more quickly, which I think is more effectively when you know what you're up to. Uh, she has spoken all over the globe, though, not just here, um, both in person and online. And her knowledge on insights, uh, knowledge and insights on WordPress and emerging technologies have made her a highly sought-after guest, which is why I'm always thrilled when she agrees to speak at WUSESH. Uh, and then Marcus is a senior marketing specialist at GoDaddy, or between you and me. Uh, He works in events and community uh, throughout the WordPress space and is pretty good at it. He's a seasoned web designer and developer with over a decade of experience with WordPress and WooCommerce and has served on small to medium-sized businesses and in the background in both agency work and freelancing. And after working for several years uh, in that capacity, he joined Skyverge, uh, which was later acquired by GoDaddy, and now he's at GoDaddy, and now he's here with us, both Kathy and Marcus, as I said, are hosts of Do the Woo, a fantastic podcast that you should be subscribed to, given the opportunity, which it's free, so the opportunity always exists to you. And I'm thrilled to be hanging out here now at the end of day three of Woosash 2023 with both of them. So Marcus and Kathy, welcome. It's good to see you. How are you doing today?
2: It's so good to see you, Brian. What an event. You know, it's it's so cool to see not just everybody t- chatting in Slack, but just on all the socials, everybody talking about the great sessions. Mark, you saw some of the sessions today, too, didn't you? Were you watching today?
3: Yeah, I've, I've been able to be present for most of these three days, and it's been absolutely fantastic. Kudos to Brian for putting all this together and all of the hard work. Um, love the Diversity of the speakers, diversity of the topics, um, and just, you know, an almost flawless uh, event, which is very hard to do, especially with, you know, that, bit, that layer of technology in between that tries to fight you the whole way. Um, so, excellent job, Brian.
1: Well, Thank you very Definitely. much. I could not agree more with that technology layer trying to fight you the whole way <laughs> along. But uh, so far, it's, it's worked mostly with me, which is really nice.
2: And you stand victorious today at the end of all of these three days and, and months of working with all of the speakers to make sure that all of our sessions were, you know, in the best light and also that, you know, like our slides are lining up right and just all of the editing that was done. You guys have been working for for months on this, haven't you? Uh,
1: yes. So I've been working on this year's wusesh Technically since last year, because as soon as the, the event wraps up, right, it's time to start reaching out to sponsors because sponsors plan their budget for the year in, in the year ahead. So that, those conversations have to start right away. But I didn't really have to do much in terms of like actual organizing and producing until probably summer. We opened, I opened uh, the call for speakers in May. Closed in June, picked speakers in July, announced speakers late August or maybe not even until September this year. I was, I was slow to announce speakers this year and then was slow to open registration because I built a whole new website for Woosash this year, which was a lot, a lot of fun, but also just a lot.
2: Can I ask you about the website? Because as soon as it launched, I mean, a bunch of us were like, view source. (laughs) Because first of of all, it was so beautiful, but also a little snappy there, really fast, high performance. Can you give us like some background on on the site itself?
1: I can. So I built it not with WordPress. It's my first in production, (laughs) non-WordPress site in a long time. And wow. I, yeah, I specifically, I, I started actually knocking around with this last year too. I was exploring using Next.js and just, I wanted to see what it was like and like, how easy is it to work with? How fast is it in reality? And I enjoyed it very much. I use Airtable behind the scenes for managing all of the speakers and sponsors because it's just, it's a really nice spreadsheet slash database with a UI. And for years, I was like, I don't understand why everybody loves this thing. I don't need a database with UI. I have the database in WordPress and I can give it whatever UI I want. And I know how to navigate spreadsheets very effectively. This is a weird middle ground tool. And then I used it for about an hour. I'm like, oh, this is why everybody likes it a lot. (laughs) And in particular for things like speaker selection, because you can view the data a bunch of different ways natively, right? I can go from looking at records as rows, to looking at them in a Kanban board, Kanban board, in columns. And so as we're working through the speakers, basically my my first layer is, is this talk baseline interesting or not that interesting? And then from the interesting pile, is this more interesting or less interesting than the one that I just read? And I just keep sorting until we get to most interesting, uh, and then finally selected. Um, and that, that process is super easy to do in Airtable, I can make forms to get the, the speakers to give us all the data. But then we have to get that data from there, historically, into WordPress. And I could have built an importer or set up Zapier or any other number of automations to do that. But I was just kicking around with with Airtable. I'm like, what can, can I even do this? Can I feed directly from Airtable, put it out on the internet? Is that going to work? And I had a functional prototype together in about an hour. I'm like, oh, wow. this is cool. And the page loads are like sub 500 millisecond. This might be something. And so I hacked on it more this summer and then launched it as it is now. And it's, it was Liggity Split Fast. Then I got a little fancy with the animation and the heading, which <laughs> uh, looks awesome and is very fun, but is literally 250 individual divs whizzing past on the screen wow. for, for anyone who might not be able to see the site. Uh, either because it's already gone down, because you're listening to this, you know, months and years later, or, or for any other reason, uh, it looks like a star field behind the logo in the header of the page, and the stars are moving past, sort of at like mock warp speed. So some of them are lines, some of them are dots, and they're moving fast or slow with parallax effect. And it's really fun, but animating 250 individual elements on the site tends to cause it to gain a bit of load time. So I went from sub second load speeds to about a second or a second and a half, depending on connection speed worth about it though.
3: Second. Cause I think, you know, I immediately thought this loads very fast and then I'm going to post something on social media about how pretty it is. So it was still worth it because, you know, it was still very fast and you know, that there's, there's a lot of social media, uh, attention engagement availability around things that look pretty.
1: That's exactly right um, and that's largely uh, why I got into it um, and a second effect that I really liked of this one one of the features that I get almost for free no literally for free on <laughs> at my current scale is automatically generated social graph images o- open graph social sharing images and that has been the bane of running events for as long as I've been doing them because speakers will change their talk title or their role will change where they're working uh, or they'll give me a better photo and now I have to go back and regenerate their their image or as I'm generating right, the, the talk titles vary in such uh, enormous lengths to very short. Um, it's just it's a chore to make all of those. And now they just get generated for me automatically. And when someone says, hey, can we change my title? I say, no problem. Uh, I can do it from my phone as I'm out for a walk. This literally happened, and wow. uh, I swip, swiped back from Airtable to Slack and said, "All right, we're all set." And their their talk was correct on the homepage, on their individual session page, in the image that gets generated to go with it. That part was especially fantastic. It's very cool, and not to not to mention those those
3: badges when we registered. How cool those were, and yes, being able those, to share those, those, those out fun. as well.
2: <laughs> so the registration uh, yeah. is going into Airtable as well?
1: The registration is not going into Airtable. Okay. So I I hooked that up to Firebase because that's lightning fast and um so I've got multiple tables that are running that. So there's the there's the attendees collection is what they're called in in Firebase. Uh all of the registration data goes into there and then if you check the box that says I would like my profile to be public on the attendee page, which is only visible by other logged in attendees whose profile is also public, um, just the fields that get shown there are duplicated into a second collection. And the the first collection, the attendee data, is write-only. We can write from the internet to the collection, but we cannot read back out. Uh, and then the other one is read-only. Firebase can write the data to it, but no one else can, and then it comes back out only. So one way data transfer, which is really neat. Uh, and that gives me reasonable assurances that I'm not at risk of exposing anyone's attendee data. Um, uh, and then the other thing I got to hook up to this, so that, that gave us the the dynamically generated attendee badges that you mentioned, Marcus. That was, that was a fun freebie that I got to just design and put on the page. Um, but now I have, Uh, this infinitely scalable database, I have much better viewer tracking for the event this year than I've had maybe ever because every, I decided every minute I would write to the server uh, that you are watching. So I can see through the day, a histogram of like, all right, we had a bunch of people here uh, and then it trailed off and then it came back again and then it trailed off uh, or how many people were at this session or what's the average length of viewership for a session? I think there are something like 60,000 events that have been logged in the database, and that will cost me all of about 10 or 12 pennies when the event is all over. So fairly good economic scale, just throwing things into these other databases.
2: That's so fun. I know Marcus and I are like geeking out on what you've done here. Because, you know, having been someone like Marcus who has built websites, when you can see a new technology that's not only bringing data faster to an end user, but also making administration of that data on the back end and giving you all of that analytics, that is is something to behold. Congratulations on pulling all of that together to make this event as smooth as it was. That's really epic.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, It's something... That level of viewer data is something that I've wanted to have all along because it's like indispensable information as I'm working on speaker selection for each additional year. And I've only been able to vaguely get it because Google Analytics would tell me one number. Vimeo's live analytics would tell me a different number. Um, And then the stats that I was collecting myself, I, I would, I just had a binary. Did you show up during the live broadcast at all during the live broadcast? Yes or no? Because I knew I could throw that into my server without crashing things. I wasn't so confident that I could throw 60,000 records, right? If we've got 1,000 people watching at every minute, uh, there's 1,000 records going into the database across an hour. There's 60,000 of them like that. Like that. I feel like if I do that, I might run the risk of breaking the site, and then nobody can watch it. And then all my stats are zero, which is what they would be if I did nothing at all. So let's do nothing at all. Um, and now, now I just have that. I don't have the reporting interface yet. I've just been throwing the events in there. Uh, so when we're all wrapped up starting, uh, probably starting Mondays when I'll do this, uh, I'll work back through the data and figure out like what useful insights can I get? Like, do we have a huge drop off at certain times of day or at a certain point in a session or things like that?
2: I want to know if there's drop offs during my bad jokes during my session. Yeah. So you'll have to back channel on that for me if my jokes fall like in yeah, the good did category or the i bad. imagine
1: that your jokes landed just fine
3: <laughs> they were great <laughs>
2: all I'm kathy's
3: gonna about. compare timestamps later <laughs>
2: <laughs> all i'm concerned about do we want to talk about the sashis because i know that this is this, this is new this year
1: yes brand new this year i have been wanting to do this for a long time uh i've been running wp sessions for 10 years uh solo running Word Sesh for for eight, seven, and Woo Sesh for six. And for much of that I thought, how great would it be to have some kind of award ceremony to like celebrate the amazing people who are in our community? Mm, I don't know if I can do that. And so finally this year I said, No, I, I think I could do that. Uh because there are enough people who are on the mailing list for the events. Um, and enough reach from all of the speakers and companies that I've befriended through, throughout the years that I'm like, I think, I think we could do this. And so this year, indeed, uh, where did my slides go? There they are. <gasps> the SESHIs are happening. And uh, I decided to start small. We have six categories of awards that we're going to hand out today. And for anyone who is listening to this episode in isolation, Uh, background in this, the seshis are a community awards ceremony connected to WooSesh where I get to hand out on behalf of all of you awards to some of the best and brightest folks uh, across the internet. Um, So this year our our categories are advocate of the year, developer of the year, extension of the year, agency of the year, store of the year, and innovation award. And uh, we had about a month. where I was accepting open nominations, where anyone could come along and just nominate whomever they thought was deserving of the award and why. And then for the past week, I, I closed down the nomination form and picked the, pulled the top three nominees from each category, uh, our finalists, and then let people vote on who they thought among the finalists deserved the award most. Um, and the hardest part about that actually because there were so many incredible submissions, was coming up with the honorable mentions. So it was was easy to get the top three because, um, and let me pull both of you back up here, since I'm not just talking to myself. Um, It it was easy to get to the top three uh, because the the nominations gave me that. Um, But after that, like from literally from like the fourth highest onward, it was one or two nominations across the board, across 10 dozens of nominations for each category. And I wanted to highlight some because there were so many good uh, projects, so many great contributors. And so I pulled in two honorable mentions for each category as well. So we could just celebrate them, even if I can't give them an award. Uh, and so I am excited now to finally be able to reveal them. Should we get into it?
2: Let's do it. Can I get yeah, my absolutely. fingers crossed for my favorites? Because I've All got right. some favorites.
1: Uh, so our first one here, let me just make sure this is all working right. Good. Yes. Advocate of the year. So advocate of the year is awarded in recognition of an individual organization that has invested in fostering, uh, sorry, an individual or organization that is invested in fostering the WooCommerce community, uh, which could be through educational content, hosting meetups and contributing to the public discussions and, you know, all of this in service of others. And our finalists for this year are Do the Woo, uh, Michelle Frechette, and Kathy Darling. Do the Woo, I hope all of you listening are familiar with, because it's this podcast uh, that you're listening to right now, or in the case of people who are listening live to WooSesh, the folks I just introduced to you. Um, but uh, Michelle Frechette is the Director of Community Engagement at Stellar WP. And community relations for post status, loves to help people get hired and find their own calling within the community. And she does so many different things that it's hard to be able to list any one specific thing without diminishing the the multitude of others. Uh, And then Kathy Darling is a developer like myself, and she is frequently helping people in the WooCommerce Slack, just helping them figure out their own things in addition to contributing her own extensions and. Uh, you know generally making the internet a better place to live. And uh with that, hang on, I've got uh I've got some sound effects here to queue up as well. Woo-hoo. Our uh our winner for this is do the woo good job Marcus, team.
2: Marcus do you want to do you have an acceptance speech prepared for this this highly esteemed (laughs) award
1: that's right
3: uh i do not surprise Um, (laughs) yes i do not have an acceptance speech prepared um but yeah that's that's fantastic i have had the pleasure of being part of do the woo for i think maybe like a year and a half now so not one of the original members but uh you know super thankful to bob and the rest of everyone else for inviting me in and uh letting me co-host a show with uh ronald for a little while and now with katie keith um we have our woobiz chat um once a month and uh yeah i'm just thanks everyone I, i know that bob is kind of the spearhead and he'll use he'll he'll be modest and he'll deflect to the rest of the team and thank everyone on the team for uh for for showing out every every episode and so I will do that in, in his stead. I will just thank the whole team at Do The Woo for um, just putting out great WooCommerce-related episodes and you know more and broader things to come, I think.
1: Heck yeah. Well, congratulations, team. Uh, I enjoy that I get to uh, present the award to the people winning the award here. I should think about trying to make that happen uh, next year for, for everybody, perhaps.
2: Ooh, that would be fun.
1: Hard to do. <laughs> uh, so next up is Developer of the Year. And this one is awarded to an individual or developer, sorry, an individual developer or developer within an organization who has contributed significantly either to a specific WooCommerce project or broadly to the community. And uh, our finalists for this year are Mike Jolly, one of the original core, computer, core contributors to WooCommerce. Uros Tasic, and apologies if I totally butchered that name. I forgot to ask for pronunciation ahead of time. Um, And he's an experienced WooCommerce developer with Maximer, and uh, he received so many nominations that was uh, impossible to ignore. He apparently is a huge contributor within the agency and helps everybody left, right, and center, uh, in addition to being responsible for his own work. Uh, and then James Kemp, who is the um, uh, founder of Iconic and uh, a colleague of Kathy's uh, and the yes. happy brand of Stellar WP products, uh, in addition to building lots of neat stuff, is also prolific in helping other people manage their own success. So three incredible candidates. This one, I can tell you without revealing too much, was a very tight uh voting circle uh and so without further ado our winner for this one is james Kemp. so congratulations james very excited for you uh clearly you deserve it because the community thought so Next, we have our extension of the year. So this award goes to the plugin that has added the most value to WooCommerce stores, either by introducing new features, improving efficiency, or enhancing user experience, uh, and crucially, should be reliable, stable, well-coded, and easy to use. And our nominees, or rather our finalists for this year, uh, TikTok for WooCommerce, which is brand new this year. In fact, all three of these are, uh, I believe, brand new for this year, or at least these first two are brand new. So TikTok added the ability to bring in your WooCommerce catalog to TikTok shop so you can do live selling and and all kinds of product printages and, and promos over there. And so this is a, a first-party extension made with TikTok and WooCommerce together. And then uh, second is WooCommerce product options, which was also released this year from the fine folks at Barn2. This adds... Um, a, a new approach to product configuration, letting you add as many different kinds of fields as you want for configuring your product. Uh, and then pixel manager for WooCommerce, which brings about, uh, a unique feature in terms of the, uh, the tracking plugins that exist, which is to help reconcile, uh, malformed data. A lot of the pixel tracking solutions that exist for anyone who does marketing, uh, leave a lot to be desired when, like, the the data isn't wired up correctly at the initial setup for, like, ad flows and and things like that. And this helps uh, correct that, gives much better reporting and things like that. Uh, And our winner here, WooCommerce Product Options by Barn2. So congratulations to the Barn2 team. Next up, we have Agency of the Year. And... As you may imagine, this one, it goes to the agency or who delivers an excellent digital experience with an emphasis on client satisfaction and overall innovation. And our nominees here are SoCal, Maximer, and Inside. And all three of these brands have been around, or rather agencies have been around for quite a while and are rather prolific. Interestingly enough, all three of them, well... Two and a half of them are firmly based outside of the United States. Uh, and uh, that, that just tickles me as a guy who's running the event from the United States, who's mostly familiar with folks in the United States. Um, proud to see the, the reach that these awards have. And uh, I don't need to tell you too much about each of them, except that they are each um, independently amazing and have been around for quite a while, and have large teams who have delivered many projects that their clients really love. Uh, and our winner is Maximer. So congratulations to all of them. Um, and kudos to them. They reached out to, for clarification in the, the nomination and voting rules. Like, Are we allowed to vote for ourselves and nominate ourselves? Absolutely. You sure are. Like, more than one person from the company? Yes. Show up. (laughs) Celebrate yourselves. Tell us about the cool stuff. Uh, And they did. And they won. And uh, I think it's well-deserved. Congratulations, team. Uh, Next up, we have Store of the Year. This one was especially fun for me to look at, to see all of the different nominations for cool stores that are out there in the internet. Um, Our finalists were Universal Lum, Universal Yums which is a subscription service that will deliver delicious treats to your door from all around the world. And, uh, they have a lot of really unique things that are happening for their store to make all of that work. Because as you can imagine, for anyone who's done anything with subscriptions or, or box delivery, there are many, many, many different nuanced things. Uh, and then next we have Chia makers of the Chia pet. And also I, I rediscovered, I think, uh, manufacturers of the clapper so they got a brand new woocommerce site this year and it's beautiful and in particular if you check out chia.com and hover over any of the buttons like the add to cart buttons or things they sprout chia plants and it's delightful and if you leave the page alone for a while uh chia grows and overtakes the entire viewport and then a chia cat comes bounding across it's delightful uh that's how you up your time, time on page. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good stats hacking there. Um, and then finally, Barn 2, manufacturers of the fantastic plugin that uh, just won an award uh, and dozens of other incredible WooCommerce plugins, they have wired up their store to spin up or rather show off individual WooCommerce demo sites for each of their plugins uh, rather effectively and Their entire site is just pleasing to look at. So, without further ado, our winner for this, Barn 2. Congratulations, team. That's two different awards they're taking home today. Way to go. Uh, And then finally, our last award, the Innovation Award. This is for showing off, basically. Just strutting your stuff and flexing all over the rest of us. Uh, It's an award for using WooCommerce in a truly unique or groundbreaking way, uh, whether that's through integrations, customizations, or novel business models, and in a way that empowers customers and drives innovation. And our finalists for this are SimpleDose, which is an Australian pharmacy that will ship you. They will take all of your prescriptions. They will sort them for you and ship them to you in individualized packages, Uh, so you need to take this one Monday morning and this one Monday evening. And so you just pull out the next one. It has printed on there what time of day it's for, which day it's for. And then you take them and you know whether or not you took or forgot to take your medications. And it comes straight to your door every month, hassle-free, remarkable. Uh, I want this to exist just universally. So I, I hope this idea takes off no matter what. Uh, our second finalist is Wild Cloud which you may have first been introduced to as WPCS. And they provide a scalable, rather a robust scalable platform that anyone can use to deploy their own platform as a service, basically. So if you want to run your own micro-hosted WooCommerce experience for restaurants in your area, for example, you could spin that up and each of them could be responsible for managing their own site. You may obtain the the infrastructure or at least what's available to them without having to know how to do all of the infrastructure, set your own pricing, uh, get the exact experience that you want to deliver to your customers without having to be a huge network engineer. It's rather remarkable how much they've simplified that whole thing. Uh, And then the third finalist is Calm is Simple. Uh, We had a presentation on them just yesterday from Vitao who is their IT director, showing off the incredible things that they had to build in order to deliver uh, mattresses in Latin America and delight customers. Mattress buying experience is universally terrible. And they said, what if we could make it even just a little less terrible? And that's what they've been working on for a while and uh, put a lot of really cool tech into it. And so our final winner here, Simple Simple Dose. Nice job, everybody. So to uh, to recap here, all of our winners, we've got Do the Woo for Advocate of the Year, James Kemp for Developer of the Year, Maximer for Agency of the Year, WooCommerce Product Options for Extension of the Year, Barn2 for Store of the Year, and Simple Dose for the Innovation Award. Once this live broadcast has wrapped up, those will all be published to woosesh.com slash seshis where you can follow through and check out all of them as well as the the nominees that I didn't have time to go through here today. Um, And uh, please help me in congratulating and celebrating all of them because they are each amazing in their own right, and uh, I really appreciate them. And all of you for participating in the sessions. Thank all of you. Thanks to all of you for nominating and voting and and turning up to make these awards actually matter. I appreciate that.
2: Amazing. The Slack channels are... For, for all of those who aren't participating and maybe listening to the replay next year, show up because the Slack channel, I can't keep up. There's so many people who are are hanging out and watching us live and celebrating. Um, some of our winners are actually in Slack. And so it's, it's definitely, we're seeing the effect of a community event and, and so many people who are participating and making these connections, even though we are so distributed so this is kind of uh it's kind of a cool experience
3: uh, yeah the uh the slack has uh lit up with one additional Seshi award um, yes, that it looks uh, like you managed to find on your desk I, I for see best Wu conspire- sesh organizer conspire- of the year
1: yes uh comes complete with trophy with trophy <laughs> well
3: deserved well
1: deserved why thank you everyone i i will display this proudly Just off camera, because it'd be very weird to explain to everybody who has no idea what I'm up to and what I'm doing. What's that piece of paper taped to that infinite (laughs) void behind you?
2: That's not your giant fridge where you put your like.
1: That's a big chalkboard. Yeah.
3: Chalkboard on the fridge behind you. Yeah. Hang it up proudly.
1: Yes. I'm (laughs) actually three feet tall. This is a regular sized refrigerator. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thanks, everyone. Should we talk about some of the sessions that happened today? We're basically, we're practically out of time already. Is that right? How are we? What time is it?
2: 25 past the hour.
1: Oh, no, we still got time. We got time. Okay. But I did use up a lot of it, talking about all these amazing sessions winners. You want to talk about some of the sessions? Recap uh, how today went and what else is going on in the world? Maybe not that part. Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We we'll start with, uh, with Ame this morning, who killed it that was great um i'm gonna admit that i understood maybe 30 percent of what he was uh talking about not because of accent or anything but just the like sheer volume of knowledge that he put it out towards us in our direction and i was trying to soak it all in and you know it was uh it was a lot and it was very cool um brian to share a little bit about uh what that one was about
1: yeah so i'm a was presenting financial inclusion in Africa and specifically gave us a case study on the ENIRA, which is a nationally recognized and organized digital currency that runs through their central bank. And I think it's going to be amazing. I hope it takes off. You mentioned um, some of the challenges with this, of course, is getting the public to trust in and believe in a brand new currency that hasn't existed for very long relative to everything else. But the 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 way he framed how they're thinking about this currency is phenomenal right not just like hey let's put some more money out there and hope that it's fine but like hey how can we make sure specifically that this is helping unbanked individuals who otherwise don't have access to financial services and financial resources and how do we uh improve the distribution and delivery of government services now because we have this digital currency that we can control? And uh, how do we bring all of Nigeria uh, and make the country as a whole more uh, available to international global commerce? And so like, well, this needs to be something that You know, our local merchants can deal with and individuals can deal with and international megacorps like McDonald's can deal with. Like, so they're they're thinking through the whole gamut. And so it was it was really cool to to listen to and and hear how that's going. And uh, I agree, Marcus, it was very easy to miss out on probably 60 percent of the subtext and the detail that he brought. Um, But wow, was that one cool? It was very cool.
3: If nothing else, I'll use it as a plug to make sure you rewatch the session, because that's what I'm going to need to go do. I'm going to need to go rewatch and try to soak in a bit more of what he was talking about, because that was super great. And I think that, you know, the major barrier there is just adoption and getting the word out to to everyone and, and the trust, right? And the, it's awareness and trust and, um, you know, spreading the word to the rest of the folks there.
2: I may mean, was really active also in the Slack during other people's sessions um, yesterday during one of the personalization sessions, he actually talked about like the perspective of receiving a very highly personalized email in um, Nigeria because there is so much, you know, scam emails that, that people are receiving, if it's overly personalized, that in that culture, it's actually even more suspicious. So you have to like, be really careful. So I really appreciate the fact that he's bringing, um, bringing knowledge of different cultural norms on the internet to, to Wusash so that we can understand, you know, just the needs of developing countries, the cultural things that, you know, we might not understand. They're they're not our default, right? So just that perspective. And I really appreciate those diverse perspectives that have happened over the course of the past few days. Um, Marcus,
1: back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Or Kathy. Yeah,
2: well, the next session we had was Beth Hannon's um, session on Mm -hmm. accessibility. And Beth is one of my favorite people. Um, I believe she's in our our chat right now as well. But accessibility essentials for e-commerce. A lot of times, you know, people are developing... Again, it's another cultural um, norm. Like if you do not... If you're not exposed to someone that has a disability or that has accessibility needs... It, you might not think about like tabbing through navigation and what that experience might be like. And so Bat really brought this additional perspective of what it's like um, to, to shop online and some decisions that store makers, store creators can make in order to make their stores more accessible to everyone. And just even how that helps with with SEO. It just another, anytime I see Bette talking about accessibility, I'm tuning in because it's such an important topic Marcus, were you able to watch that one?
3: Yeah, I was able to see it. And that was actually one of the things that stood out to me is this is not the first time that Bet has given this talk. And every single time, like, I can feel the passion that Bet brings to every single time that she talks about these things, um, whether that's, like, just the differences in different laws in different places, you know, in the U.S. and around the world um and then like on top of that, just giving us a list of like here's some real practical ways that you can now like today improve accessibility for your WooCommerce site, for your word, for your uh, websites. Um, you don't have to wait. There's not like a course that I have to go take two weeks from now to just finally get started. Um, and I just every single time that I see Bet speak, I can feel the like the passion that she brings to the session in in sharing that knowledge with everybody.
1: I agree completely. I liked uh, a line that she uses frequently that I have forever appreciated, uh, which is progress beats perfection. Progress over perfect. Making incremental improvements is always better than just waiting and waiting and waiting until you can get it just right at the end. So and
2: deal. with accessibility too there are a lot of you know, you're hearing more and more e-commerce stores that are being hit with with lawsuits or threats of legal action because they aren't accessible um and so just showing that you're you're paying attention um I'm stealing from but I had i I got to spend some time with but last week <laughs> Making some of her talking points, but she talked about how just showing that you're making incremental improvements, showing that you're trying to be accessible, that you're you're doing some of the basics, and that you're you're making some improvements um, can go a long way if you are faced with a lawsuit. So that is definitely the person that you want to talk to if you have the opportunity to learn more about accessibility.
3: Yeah, hundred percent, and that. Progress over perfection is so big um, because it's oftentimes easier if you're kind of a freelancer or something working on your own to just start doing things. But when you're working within the confines of like an agency or something, being able to put some things in place without having to get, you know, too much buy-in, too many check boxes and stuff like I can make this progress. I can do these little things now. I don't need to you know, put together a brief and pitch this whole thing, which you should do that too. Um, in a, in a, you know, in an attempt to do more, but as you're going along, you can go ahead and start making little changes, little progress, and every little bit, you know, makes it that much better. Every little bit counts.
2: Definitely. Our next talk was um, inviting customers in inclusive and accessible practices with Anthony Papini. Marcus, yeah. did you see that one?
3: I I did. I loved how, um, and and Brian addressed it afterwards, how he was nervous having back to back very similar talks, um, about accessibility and inclusiveness, but they were almost like this one kind of mega talk in the middle of the day because they were so complementary to each other. And I think I even mentioned it in the chat while, uh, while I was watching them, like, it's so important when you hear, you know, this is important for accessibility. And then the next person comes on that, they're saying you know similar things that they're not oh no this is important for access or this is important for whatever the other topic is right and you're like well now i've heard two different talks about the same thing that took me in two different directions i don't know where to start i i'm just gonna wait and i'll, I'll deal with it later but the fact that they were back to back and basically just building on top of each other um you know reiterating the same things the same important pieces the same practical advice just made it that much easier to go ahead and say, "You know, I can do this today. I should start working on this now." Yeah,
1: the part that I enjoyed about that was how um, they were they were talking about different facets of the same problem, right that uh, went in not not surface level, but she gave us a, a really good spread of like these are all of the different ways in which accessibility plays out and the things that you're building. And it's not just making sure your images are described, though that's important. And it's not just making sure that your site is keyboard navigable, though that's also important. It's a multitude of things. Uh, and so she couldn't get in deep on any of them, because I only gave her 20 minutes to just like a whirlwind sprint through, hey, here's a, here are some of the most important things that you should know about for accessibility so you can start fixing those things. And then Anthony came in right behind her to talk about like, these are the people that we are welcoming to our stores by making them more accessible, by making them more inclusive, not just with how they function, but with also the language that we're using, the imagery that we're selecting, the overall experience that we're delivering. And I appreciated that because that's something that I think about a lot, recognizing that WP Sessions and Woosesh and WordSash has a global reach Um, I didn't want to make this site fast just because it's cool to have a fast site, though it is. I wanted to make it fast because making it fast also means it's lightweight. Making it lightweight means that it's more available to the broader world. And that seems like a silly thing to try to do when ultimately we're delivering a 1080p live stream and you know gigabytes of data across the wire as the main means of learning. But delivering... A site that is accessible and lightweight and easy to manage uh, makes the rest of the experience more available. And I don't want them to have to have the same amount of infrastructure that they would need to watch a live stream just to visit the homepage and register. That would be absurd. And so yeah. I'm trying to make the rest of the site as as small and trim. And one of the amazing things about the live stream that we deliver um, which is Vimeo behind the scenes, there's all of the work they do to make sure that the stream can be delivered across a variety of network connections. So I'm providing 1080p to Vimeo, and then Vimeo's transcoding it on the fly to, to support people wherever they are. Uh, and and transcripts that.
2: too. And and was it yes. the transcript live as well?
1: Yes, we've got a real human, Amanda Lundberg. Thank you, Amanda, for your hard work in writing everything that we are saying today uh, and the last two days as well. She is an amazing professional. And if you also want to hire a professional transcriber for the things you're doing, I cannot recommend enough the team at White Coat Captioning, so you should hire them. Uh, and the captions are a fantastic example of where accessibility benefits Everybody. Two days ago, I had an audio issue, uh, but Amanda was still able to catch just enough of what the other speakers were saying, even though they weren't mic'd up correctly, that all of us could still read, for the most part, what was being said while I went back and fixed the audio issue. Um, it's just so handy because there's right, uh, situational uh, times where like, I can't have the audio on, but I can read the captions is a a big uh, big obvious win for right like accessibility improves the world. Curb cuts in in cities is another example where uh, curbs didn't used to have a cut at the end so that you could easily just step into the sidewalk. Those were only added way later, and now they're amazing for everybody, not just people who uh, need to use a wheelchair, but anyone who's walking with any kind of assistive device, anyone who's pos- pulling uh, a wagon or pushing a stroller or walking with small children at all. Like... Accessibility uh, and inclusion helps everybody. Everybody.
2: Definitely. I love the attention that you've placed on that for this event. Um, Someone told me that we are all just one terrible event away from having accessibility be the most important thing in our lives. My family has experienced that. So for everybody who thinks about accessibility and thinks about people who need a little bit of help. Yay. Thank you.
3: Yeah. And not just one event, but, you know. As we age naturally, we get closer to needing assistive devices of all kinds as well. So I mean we're all we're all headed in the direction of needing assistive devices in one form or another.
2: I'm not aging. I'm refusing.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm aging it. double for you. It. So <laughs> yeah. unsubscribe.
2: Finding it every step <laughs> of the way. <laughs> um, our our next session that we had is <laughs> Is my t well from from aging and death? We're going straight into taxes. In things taxes. we can't avoid. Is my t-shirt taxable? Um, I remember the internet when it didn't have uh, taxation, showing how old I am. And now taxation is uh, definitely a big topic. If you are selling anything online in multiple jurisdictions with multiple tax rules. Understanding how taxation affects everything from a t-shirt to big ticket items is a huge deal. How was this session?
1: It was intense. Uh, it was incredible. (laughs) It is surprisingly difficult to answer the question, is my t-shirt taxable? Uh, boy, I, I don't know. Is it? And, and so India laid out like a bunch of scenarios like, well, is it sports apparel? Is it part of a work uniform? Is it part of, uh. Like protective equipment, is it for this particular demographic demographic of people? Are you a business selling to other businesses? Are you a business selling directly to consumers? Like there, there are so many different rules that exist across all of those jurisdictions, and it's it's a hot mess, is what I took away from that talk. And uh, uh, it's like it, it wasn't meant to be, but uh, effectively was the perfect pitch for here's why everyone should just use Avalara. Because like, it would be a nightmare to get some of that wrong. Because the government is not very forgiving when they discover that you got it wrong. And you can't just say, oops, can we just start doing it correctly from now on? They'll be like, no, we're going to need all of that money that you owe us immediately. So... I prefer not to mess around with that myself.
2: Plus a little bit of a fine for not getting it right the first time. Yeah, yeah. things like that. Never fun working with those governmental agencies. Did you enjoy this section this session, Marcus?
3: I did. I I've, I've had the opportunity of having India on our um GoDaddy Pro meetup and we had a chat about taxes as well, not this particular one. So I was uh, you know, very interested to see what the answer to is my t-shirt taxable was and blown away that the answer is it depends but not on a couple of things on like a couple dozen things and so um between that and the conversations i've had with her before like i don't i don't know how anyone handles taxes on online or otherwise without having a company that's dedicated to doing that to do it for you um i remember When she was on talking about how, like, it kind of, it depends whether something is taxable or how much it's taxable based on location and how, like, if it's a warehouse, sometimes the front door is in a different tax code than like the back loading dock of the same building across, like in the same parking lot. And I was like, nope, that's enough for me. The (laughs) fact that it's in two different tax zones in this, on the same property, I'm out. Somebody else has to deal with that. I'm not going to try and figure that out on my own. (laughs)
2: Yeah, those edge cases sure can get kind of complicated and confusing. Um, yeah, the, what a great title, though. Too, it definitely gets you thinking about about the complexities of something as simple as a t shirt. That so that just kudos on that title. Good job. Definitely uh, pulls you right in. Um, what about our next session on automating e commerce bookkeeping?
1: That one I like that is-
2: automation.
1: Yes, I, I thought you might. Uh, I, too, enjoy automation, um, which, interestingly, is also another re- of the reasons why I wired up Airtable for, for managing all the this stuff, because it makes it a breeze to deliver all the different speaker emails that I need to send out, and tracking um, uh, sponsor uh, deliverables and things like that. Uh, and so Peter was talking specifically about automating bookkeeping for WooCommerce, and showing off a fantastic product that he helped develop through MyWorks to help businesses automate their bookkeeping from, uh, from WooCommerce to, um, to QuickBooks and, and elsewhere. And he also showed up with a bunch of like, hey, here are some things that you were probably doing as a business that is, are very unpleasant and could potentially ruin you if uh, you got it wrong ever. And how fickle it is to try to manually ha- reconcile things with, you know, selling digital goods and things like that. And so he was like, he he presented a number of different examples of like, here's a a store doing things this way, and how we can automate that and uh, and fix it, and and just showing off like genuinely how quick and easy it is to. To go from having to do it by hand to like hey the computer's doing it now and it's doing it perfectly according to the rules that it's supposed to follow so it can never be done wrong again or if there is a mistake we can unilaterally fix it across all of the things that were wrong instead of manually going back and finding and correcting those things by hand so kudos to him
3: yeah i'm i'm afraid that i unfortunately missed that one um i had to step out for a few minutes but Um, I'm all about automating things that can be automated. I sort of live by a general principle that if there's something that I need to do more than two or three times, that it's worth the effort to figure out if there's a way to automate it and let it continue to do the work for me, especially in the realm of computers and things like your website. Um, that's, That's what they're built for. They're built for doing tasks for you. And so if you can... Um, find ways to leverage that that processing power. Take it out of your brain and let the computer handle something for you. Then you know, kudos to you. That's something that you can spend your spend your time doing something else with instead of you know doing the same task over and over again.
2: Definitely good thinking. Um, our second to the last session was what to expect from a hosting partner from one of my coworkers, Tiffany Bridge. I bet she said. Nexus is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know you I didn't mean,
3: mention it, Nexus once. No, I'm just kidding. Really?
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Agnostic. Um, Nexus is pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, well, what do people want from a host? They want to make sure that there's it's fast, that there's not going to be problems, that security is gonna be taken care of, and that support's gonna help you solve problems. What other things? Oh, you who works at a hosting provider, Marcus.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a checklist of things that you want from any hosting company. But I think the big picture is that you really want, if you have managed hosting, right? Yeah. You want to know that the hosting company has your back, um, whether that's you're struggling with you know, the performance of your site, or it gets hacked, or you have you know, a spike in traffic, which is one of the things that Tiffany talked about being able to handle things like, you know, sometimes it's a holiday sale, like a Black Friday thing, and you know that it's coming, but sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know that there's going to be a bunch of extra traffic to your site for any given reason. And you just want to know that your hosting company will handle that for you. And, you know, you're not, swimming and trying to figure out how to get your site back up and lose it. You know, if it's, you know, a, a commerce store, like we're talking about here, then yeah. you're losing out on sales for every second, every minute that your site is down. And, um, you know, you just want to a lot of what Tiffany talked about was just making sure that your hosting hosting has got your back in, in any number of situations. And there's a lot of discussion about, you know, making sure that you have backups and where to back things up so that, you know, you're, adding an extra layer of, of, you know, that security to your site. Um, but ultimately, I think the, the main message was, you know, making sure that the hosting company will, will be
1: there when you need them to be there. Bingo. Yeah. Not just hosting is a service that I pay for, so my website is online, but my host is a partner that I'm working with. Not only to keep my site online, but also to recover anything that may have gone wrong. Whether that's through backups or scaling or, you know, whatever it takes for resiliency. Because, yeah, missing out on fresh orders is bad. Losing completed orders uh, that have already come in but have not been fulfilled, way worse. Way, way worse. And so, (laughs) making sure not only... Are we scaling on the front end so that the site doesn't fall over, uh, but also capturing things in the back end so that there's no data loss or as close to no data loss as is uh, reasonable and possible? Surprisingly, people
3: don't like paying for things and then not getting them. I don't understand.
1: Weird, right?
2: (laughs) Expectations of kids these days. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. All right. Our last session was about integrating Amazon Pay with
1: WooCommerce.
2: Ooh, that's, that sounds interesting. How was this session?
1: You'll never guess what Debbie showed us how to do. <laughs> uh, that? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly what it said on the tin. Yeah, so Debbie Martindale is a, um, a senior solution architect at Amazon Pay. And so she showed off the fast and easy, right? Install Amazon Pay, log into your dashboard, connect things together, you're good to go. Amazon Pay, ta-da, done. But it's not just that because WooCommerce is a store platform that can sell anything, right? So you might have many different unique and complex needs. And so she showed off the multitude of hooks that are available so that you can control where the button appears, how the button is working, um, or rather the whole integration stack. uh, Specifically for, uh, I'm I'm talking about when she was showing off the the button things, but uh, it has plenty of excellent features for customizing it to work however you need things to work in your store. And it was, um, refreshing to me who is a developer who mainly talks to developers to actually get to, to show off a talk that here's some actual code that you can use to make this thing. Sean Conklin had a talk with code, uh, on day one. And I think those are the only two that actually showed off real functions doing real things, which is funny. Yeah,
3: I, I was, um, in and out of that one a little bit. It looked like it was quite technical. It looked like there was a lot of code being shown um, on screen, which is fantastic. I um I was able to check in yesterday a little bit. I think there were some other some other discussions and even a case study with uh, Amazon Pay. So, um you know, we at GoDaddy have our own payment solution, So I'm not telling you to go check out a different one, but those talks yesterday on Amazon Pay were were pretty cool and and talked a lot about like the non-developer side of of enabling amazon pay and how simple it is and all the benefits that they've seen like they had a case study and everything and then it sounded like today's was a bit more on the technical side like a deep dive into the code and writing some of that stuff yourself and so really nice to see kind of the balance of both seeing the simple side of just let's get a plugin in and connect it to amazon and then the like dev side of things where it's like, well, you can do that, but also you have a lot of power if you go in and do kind of some of the stuff yourself and here's how. So it was kind of yeah. cool to see both sides.
1: Whoever was um, in charge of <laughs> curating that experience to make sure that um, all, all sides of uh, the experience here with WooCommerce were catered to, they did a good job, I think, making sure that, uh, right, everybody got some representation in the schedule. I agree. Well done. (laughs) It's My favorite part of this is being able to curate those talks and bring together uh, uh, an amazing group of presenters talking about a variety of things, sometimes similar things, sometimes the same things, but from different, uh, you know, ends of the topic. Uh, It's just it's an absolute joy to get to do this and uh, and to see it all come together like this warms my heart. Yeah, as, as someone who's usually stuck in a
3: sponsor booth at WordCamps and other in-person events, I very much appreciated being able to really set aside a chunk of these three days and engage with all the speakers and in the Slack and be able to ask questions and provide some commentary and stuff and just the the wide range of folks that we had. I know this word type, we're recapping today, but really, this is kind of the final recap of the event, so... I really enjoyed, you know, day one, day two, day three, all of the sessions. I maybe missed like one or two throughout the whole thing. Um, There was just so much really great info in all of those. And from such varied perspectives, I know we talk a lot in our community about, you know, hearing everyone, you know, everyone having a voice. And I feel like the lineup really exemplified everyone having a voice in, in this one. So um super appreciate all the work that you've done to put this together. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So. It
2: was such a good such a good event and brought in I loved the diversity of all of the different voices that you brought together um over these 3 days. How long cuz I wasn't able <laughs> it's been kind of a crazy week. I wasn't able to see all the sessions. How long do I have to catch up with all the recordings?
1: Yeah. So the Recordings for day and one, days one and two, are already published. Today's talks are going to get published very soon, and they will be up for a full week starting tomorrow. You can come and watch them indefinitely on WPSessions.com and watch all of this year's talks, all previous five years' worth of talks, and like hundreds of other interesting talk topics that I've been able to host over the last decade, which is pretty fun.
2: What a deal. Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure. Uh, Thanks for agreeing to come and join us. I need, I just realized, uh, I need to add one more thing here to my closing out deck. Uh, So you two talk amongst yourselves for a second. Can you tell (laughs) us uh, a little bit more about, uh, do the woo and sort of what, where people can listen to what you're up to and the shows that you're running on do the woo.
2: Yeah. So do the woo. Do the woo.io, the community of WooCommerce builders. There are so many different shows. Um, I am mostly involved with emerging tech. I'm the latest one that I was involved with uh, Dave Lockie from automatic. And I interviewed Carl Alexander, and talked about just the cool stuff that he's doing with Emer and like amazing scalability that's up. Just go to do the woo.io and that's um, on the homepage. Cause that one, I think it was just launched a couple of days ago, but um, Marcus, what show are you doing?
3: Yeah. Sadly, Kathy and I don't get to be on shows together very often, but I, uh, I just, um, Kath, katie keith um from barn two um just uh just became my co-host for the last few episodes and we're um moving forward with the uh, the woo biz chat um which is talking to mostly product and business owners about uh woocommerce but um the last one that we did was with um jason ruett and john ang which are um lead sponsor organizers for WordCamp EU and WordCamp Asia. And it was super interesting to kind of pick their brain and, and get to see a little bit behind the scenes of um, you know, how they how they think about wrangling sponsors and how they think about what they offer to sponsors and how all the how the the whole thing kind of comes together with booths and all that stuff. And so it was it was good to see kind of the things that are the same between the flagship camps like EU and, and Asia and some of the things that are different and some of the flexibility and stuff that, uh, that the word camp Asia has for being new and, and some of the things that EU is just used to doing because they've done it for a number of years. So, um, yeah, there's a, a number of different shows and maybe Kathy and I'll get to do a show together at some point, but there's a lot of really great content that spans across Business and inside WooCommerce and, you know, dev chats and all that stuff across all of the do the woo universe.
2: Yeah. Whether you're interested in just in product and marketing and getting more customers in the front door of your storefront, or if you're building sites for others and are looking at the more emerging technologies that affect WooCommerce, there's a show and content for everyone over at Do the Woo. And Bob really curates an exceptional list of guests who really bring amazing insights you know i've learned a lot through all of the guests that i've been able to interview over the shows i think i've been on for almost a couple of years i guess i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna have to mute myself because we have a dachshund and i'm in texas And <laughs> there's a neighbor with a chainsaw and chainsaw texas thing i he might have seen the movie so he's barking a little so i'm gonna mute myself <laughs>
1: that <amazing>. sounds terrifying <laughs> yeah i would be barking it too. is
2: halloween so
1: <laughs> true uh So, uh, to underscore that, as a person who is not on Do the Woo, who does not represent Do the Woo, but who enjoys Do the Woo, um, yeah, you learn a lot of stuff by listening to those episodes, or by showing up and participating in those episodes, depending on who you are. Uh, Even, I consider myself fairly well-connected in the WooCommerce space, and I frequently discover new things, courtesy of them coming across on Do the Woo, and I would have otherwise not heard of them. We're going to get very quiet starting next week on, on on our social accounts, but you can nevertheless follow us to be informed of future upcoming things. And our handle is woosash pretty much everywhere that we've secured one. Um, rather, it is everywhere we've secured one. We're on most of the platforms. Um, I'd also love it if you talk about how great this is. So I can grab those testimonials and put them on the homepage to show off for Uh, for future years, selfishly. But altruistically, I want you to do that so more people can find it and register and watch the stuff while I can afford to make it available for free. Uh, I should also say thank you for attending today. Thank you to everyone who spoke. Thank you to all of our sponsors for enabling this event. Um, Our SESHI's winners are going to get a physical award. Uh, You'll have to use your imagination because I don't have one. Um, In addition to getting a nice digital badge, should they choose to put that on display somewhere, um, and MindSize helped make all of this possible. Uh, and then finally, I think I should say thank you to each of our sponsors really quickly in turn. There are 14 of them this year, and without them, the event wouldn't exist. So thank you to Active Campaign, Amazon Pay, Avalara, Bluehost, GoDaddy, InMotion Hosting, Klaviyo, MindSize, MyWorks, Nexus, ShipStation, Termageddon, WooCommerce, and WP Sessions. Thank you to all of you for making this possible. And then uh, I should tell you, this is the end of this year's broadcast, but it is not the end of Usesh, and we will indeed see you next year, kicking off the second Tuesday in October. Join our mailing list so that you can be informed of all those announcements. Follow us on social. Um, Marcus helpfully put together a handy list of all of the speakers who are on Uh, Twitter, So you can follow that. I'll make sure uh, we get that linked in Slack. Again, I think he already shared it. We'll share it again so you don't have to scroll back too far to find it. Kathy, Marcus, thank you for joining me today. Uh, Now I'm going to go and sleep for days and days and days. So have an awesome, amazing rest of your day and week.
0: Well, that was an amazing three days as I looked back on earlier this month. I do want to mention our sponsors again. WooCommerce, Avalara, and GoDaddy for their support of Do The Woo and, of course, of WooSesh. And I'd like to also thank all the other sponsors that Brian mentioned that helped him bring WooSesh to us this year. Also to Brian for inviting us, Do The Woo, as community sponsors again. And do check out Brian at WPSession.com for a whole lot of learning on Woo and WordPress. Well can't wait to join Moose again next year, and until then, we're still here for you, filling the airwaves with more and more woo.